Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? To Kute, is, is it for real? real? Je suis Felipe. Hey, Katie. Hey, je m'appelle Brigitte. And this week um, was the final film of Foreign Film February. And <laughs> <laughs> on the fourth, anyway, it's not the fourth. So, it's a short um, month. Short month. So thank goodness, because anyway, I enjoyed this mm-hmm. month, but this was a lot. <laughs> a lot of reading, a lot of reading, reading yeah. this month and writing. So it was my pick. And uh, given my many years of studying for Katie, I know I got to change the thing. I just uh, I am drinking. She drinks her French tea people like drink tea. She is like a French person oh living under she a bridge. Rolls she her R's like a French <laughs> OK. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so it was my pick. So I picked Amelie, the 2001 um, wide-eyed, short-banged, mm. gnome-loving <laughs> film. And I was very excited to talk about it because I have a, a lovely Pari- a Parisian friend, Andy, um, who is an expat, who is now French citizen, mm. uh, living in Paris. And, and this is a, a favorite movie of hers. Um, and I'll get into a little bit more about the journey for choosing this film. But first, let's hear from Anne about why she loves this movie so much. Dans 2001, j'ai vu le film Le Fabuleux Destin d'Amélie Poulain. That was called Amélie in the US. J'étais une étudiante à l'étranger et c'était la première fois quand j'ai vu un film comme ça. Avant, j'ai trouvé tous les films français qui étaient un peu bizarres, mais Amélie, c'était très quirky. J'ai adoré le couleur et particulièrement l'histoire du nom du jardin. Oh my God, there was a garden gnome in this movie. And guess what? The director, Jean-Pierre Chenet, his studio is a stone's throw away from my apartment in Paris, and the actual gnome from Amélie Poulain lives in this studio. Ce film s'est complètement changé ma vie. Ça, ça m'a vraiment nourri l'esprit et juste de, de vivre avec beaucoup de joie. J'espère que vous adorez ce film assez bien que moi. I hope you adore this film as much as I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's amazing. So, so cute. Hubert Chouette. Um, <laughs> did you understand what she said? I understood the part that she then interpreted. I was like, oh my God, I hope you understand this film like with and then, but nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but know, it was such a wonderful intro because it went briefly, back and forth. Yeah, she did a, some good Franglish. But um, from what I understand, she talked about how this movie changed her life. Um, she loves the color of it, the story. Mm-hmm. She loves the history that you get this like, you know, this background of the gnome. Um, and of course that she lives very close to uh, the actual gnome. She even had cool. like, like a uh, uh, a gnome for a birthday cake recently that was very oh, nice. very very authentic very beautiful so um, a true true delight and D um, th- yeah. this is like we've gotten a lot of international intro yeah. on our pod recently totally. so we're, we're I was gonna- listening to that and I was like you know French is really just an easy language to understand even if you don't know it and then I was like 
I've had like all through high school and I did like a French literature class in college. Right. It's just that I've forgotten it all. And it's yeah. all in my subconscious mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely can understand her. And I think she was talking pretty clearly and yeah, slowly. No, 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 sure. uh, the movie, some of it. Yes, I understood. And a lot of it, I was like, what the frick? What are these people's names? Um, so let's get into our levels. And I guess in my level, I'll just kind of explain what happened. But I chose this movie because I wanted to pick a French film and there was a few I was looking at and I was like, oh my God, Amelie, that's 2001. It's perfect. I've seen this movie once a long time ago, probably when it first came out. I'm very familiar with like the concept of the whimsy of it. Mm. So my level is just like whimsy, but um, we... We had a difficult time watching this film in America. (laughs) Um, It was not available anywhere uh, up until very recently, but until the point it was literally yesterday, up until (laughs) yesterday, yesterday. which is so weird. So Philip and I, uh, Katie just hadn't gotten to it yet, but Philip and I watched another Jean-Pierre Junot, Marc Caro film, Delicatessen, um, the previous day. So We've experienced a lot of French films in the last the double shot, <laughs> double shot of, yeah. of French films uh, for the final foreign film February. But um, so now I feel like very full of French films, like up to my goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to watch this movie in the United States, you now can on Apple TV. Yep. Uh, but or if you're Katie and you have Xfinity, Xfinity, you can rent it. But other than that, it was like there was all these like subreddits and reddits about how it's not available and blah, 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 blah. Wow. So it's amazing we were able to do it. A true Great timing. Miracle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Magical realism and timing. Yes. That's my level. All of that. My level, just because it'll be simple, is just going to be pretty mime lady i've never seen this movie i've seen the cover <laughs> a bunch of times and it's just her face is very uh, like pasty or just white it was like oh she oh, looks yeah. like she's wearing mime she's, she's a pretty looking <laughs> mime lady and that's about all i knew about it i knew it was supposed to be quirky but it's always like was on if you've ever dated anyone it was in every female's <laughs> oh, like 100%. Um, uh, dvd rack um but never saw it yeah, that is that should be my level, pretty mind lady. I totally know exactly what you're talking about because I think I've only really seen the cover. Uh, this is an example of a movie where, like, my sister, like the women around me, my sister and my girlfriend, and I think probably my mother, like everybody loved it, and I don't think I ever um, saw it. Um, but I was gonna make my uh, um, level chocolate, chocolate. Because um, I get it mixed up. <laughs> I get mm-hmm. I get Audrey. Is it Audrey Tato? Is that how you say her last name? Audrey Tato. Tato. Tato mixed up know. with oh. Juliette Binoche. Like mm-hmm. I get them kind of mixed up. I get like the vibes of those two movies. I've not seen either. I just like know that these were like French-ish movies that came out at some point. But I am aware, Phil, like you said, like it was really life-changing for a lot of people. I love that we- you said French-ish. <laughs> it was a French-ish. But I'd never seen I've never seen it. Uh, yesterday was my first time. Check it in with our like European expert. Uh, my wife was like, uh, Audrey Tattoo is very like Tattoo is stereotypically just French. Like everyone in France sort of looks like that. Um, we even had like a friend who worked um with her that looked pretty much exactly the same. So, why do people want to have bangs that short? It's kind of wild. It was a style. It's very like 1930s, I guess. It's like you made a mistake. Yeah. 
She I does mean, look kind of like Audrey Hepburn. I'm on record of how much I hate bangs. I mean, yeah. What about those them, kind though? He was pulling them off. Usually yeah. it has to be like longer and able to be pulled to the side is sort of my requirement. Because <laughs> you don't like bangs. Because I don't like bangs. So longer, um, like the same length of longer, all your hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it needs to yeah. be about like all the <laughs> like, other hair length long. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I can say about this movie before we get into it is that I think this of the hundred and how many movies have we watched? Like eighteen. I do write them down. A hundred and this is the hundred nineteenth movie. Okay. Um, that like this was the hardest I think for me to watch and try to take notes yeah. about. Yeah, it was because fast. it's so fast. These the and this is the same thing that was true in Delicatessen too. But it's like every scene has so many small details in it. It's like they pay attention to every little mm-hmm. tiny little mm-hmm. moment, and there's so many little magical trail offs and like scenarios it's like it's like kind of like an improv scene in some ways mm-hmm. where they're like cut to what would happen if he was late right and it's sure. like and then you see that it, or yeah it reminded me a lot of wes anderson movies mm-hmm. um, yeah just the aesthetic in general the but then the side like the, the that like kind of monotone very pleasant on your ears narrator that's just telling you everything about everybody and like yeah the film is reflecting it and then you're just like back into the present Right. Yeah. And like there's an there is a narrator through this boy. It's like the mm-hmm. entire time. Like but I was thinking too, it would have been trying like trying to take notes and watch um the fifth element if it had, had subtitles. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, like it just without the subtitles, I feel like you know, it would have been one thing. But um of course it is important to listen to it in its native French. I was lucky because Annie um had seen it before. So if I she kind of filled me in if I had to like look down to oh, write okay. something. That's good. Yeah. Um well <laughs> so there's this like theme throughout the entire movie, which is like what people like and what they don't like, right? Love and it. I was yeah. thinking, yeah, I love that. I think mm-hmm. it's like I love the specificity of that. And I was wondering like for you guys, like what uh mm. what would be your things? Like what would, if you had to have like Katie likes oh like describing each other's or describing your yours like what would it say it'd be like Katie likes surfboards right <laughs> doesn't like I don't know I was just trying to like yeah like dark of, like what would my things be right um because they were specific but they like mm-hmm. they must go to so I don't know if they're filming this on a sound stage or what they like they must be in so many locations yeah I know right no so all the things. France ones were on the streets of Paris and yeah. then the um the room ones like the apartment scenes were all on a sound stage in Germany somewhere I forget where. Oh. Mm. Yeah, Don't I was you... reading that they had to like clean up like every speck of garbage anywhere like but in Paris. The director wanted to make it look fake. And so yeah. they as as you said, they they cleaned it all up, but it was all filmed on location. Now it it seemed to me that the apartment building, certain scenes of the apartment building in this were the same exact apartment building in Delicatessen. <laughs> I got that <laughs> the sort of twirling staircase. That twirling staircase. I was like, and also um, Katie, there's several, although I have a little like white male French blindness where like I think they all look the same and I don't except for one. one, there's one particular actor that I know for sure was in both. He played a clown in Delicatessen and he played the stalker guy, the stalker yeah, diner. Yeah, with the, uh, so in, in Delicatessen, he's called Luison. 
And uh, it's what I referred to him in this film as well. But there were others, <laughs> Philip, right? Did you see any others? I'm sure there were. I, none sort of jumped out. Once again, I was, you know, taking notes and watching it yeah. at breakneck speed. So I'm sure I missed. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a lot of French looking men. Um, okay. So I, like I said, my notes are spotty at best. And so I think y'all, you're going to have to help guide yeah. through what we want to talk about. I um, mean, just, and this will, I think, be my last reference in this podcast of just where it's like, oh, this is like from Delicatessen. His intros and outros were very well done. And also, once again, reminded me of sort of Wes Anderson, now that you mention it, Katie, yeah. of just like so meticulously done and so, I don't know, sort of emotionally evocative. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a cool sort of getting you into the movie and sort of showing you how this sort of magical whimsy is going to be hitting you in the face. Yeah. We get these like random events from 1973. Did any of those people come back again? It's like, I can't remember. There's like a guy who what was he a dentist. I don't know. Somebody got, because these things happen, her parents met and they had sex and then she was born and you like see a baby being born. And yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. That's all happening in the first like two seconds of the film. Um, and then I totally miss like how her mother died. I missed that. Oh, well. a woman tried to kill herself and jumped off the cathedral and fell on her. Yep. Well, she did yep. kill herself, I guess. She oh. just put her and somebody else. It was yeah. rough. That's it rough. was like there was some real darkness to this movie. For yeah, sure. I mean, and I skipped ahead. My... I didn't mean to, yeah. but I was I was just thinking like because we get introduced to her parents and what they like and don't like, but then I forgot. Emily, I mean, I will say it, I was not expecting. Like, I know it's very whimsical, but like on paper, her childhood is a rough. Like, yeah, yeah. parents right. not great. Lost her mom. Um, yeah, her father is like kind of. I don't know. They make a big deal about how he never touches her, but yeah, it's like, kind of weird. Actually, never hugged her. The only like part. physical interaction is her like the stethoscope. Like, <laughs> six months check it check up. Yeah, that um, was that was really intense. Or like releasing her only friend, the goldfish blubber, into the <laughs> the wild, and yeah. that goldfish died. I'm sure. I know. Yeah. I know the mom, and like at the beginning too, we get her like in her imagination, like talking to this like uh, cartoon crocodile. Or, yeah. yeah, and you're like, did we see any other animation? Or like that was just like their animation budget was like yeah. there's a cartoon. Well, the one I thought well, I later thought that on that in the too, movie with the heart. Yeah, it is oh, interesting yeah. what they choose to animate and the key, which I was oh, like, yeah, the key. I got it. <laughs> you have to glow the key in her pocket. Actually, my couchmate didn't see that part. So he was oh, like, really? well, how'd she get in there? Did she steal? I was like, she oh, well, made thank a goodness copy of the key. Paid extra to have it be glowy. I guess so. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so she gets a camera from her mom. Th like, yeah, this is another thing too. Oh, like, I know. she gets oh, right. a camera this and then good. like this, this car accident happens and this man like tells her it's her fault. So then Ugh. she like thinks like her taking pictures has caused like every tragedy in the whole wide world. And I got confused too, because then I was like, is this what the movie's about? Like, is she causing these tragedies? Because <laughs> the way the film was edited, you know, and I'm like, oh no, that's her making these conclusions. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's kind of like, like that story is supposed to be there. So like we see why she has this mission to want to like do good in the world later. Well, or 
I think it was also showing her streak for getting revenge and how yeah, thorough totally. she is at it. Because she sat there for a <laughs> full soccer game with the radio, so she would know the exact time to like yeah, unplug it. It was it was amazing. I I, I loved it. Um, it like also, sorry, there is a, there, there's a whole thing about antennas and delicatessen as well. So yeah. it's like there's this whole thing about like turning the antenna so you can't see something you're trying to watch on TV. Mm. Um, so it just reminded me of that as well. I'm like, is this and, a theme? And these, yeah. and these we, movies are 10 years apart. Is we may or may earlier? not do a 90, mini episode 90. on it, on <laughs> Delicatessen. We'll, so, but check it out and uh, wait. Katie, with check breath. it out. Yeah, check exactly. it out. Come on, check it out. <laughs> uh, it's from 1991. Got it, Katie. Um. So we see Amelie in the present. Well, like this sort of present, right? It's like not quite the present. Which she's at. Sure. She's a waitress What's at the. the yep. Tubin Little coffee Mills. shop, which is real. And tourists go there all the time. And hmm. they have a creme brulee that's named after Amelie. Oh, that makes sense. Nice. I did read. Was it the same cafe that they like changed the chairs immediately because they didn't want people stealing them? Oh, I didn't read that. <laughs> after but the that movie came out, right. like, yeah. nope, Let's nail like, this shit down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to plug Andy one more, once more. I mean, she's she's got like a lot of stuff on her website. She also has a wonderful Instagram, mm. Pret Avogé, uh, ready to travel. Yeah. And oh, her nice. picture is a gnome. Um, and so there's there's a lot of stuff she has on her Instagram and her website about Amelie and like the things she's seen, she has seen in Paris oh. that are part of this journey. So if you want a deep dive, don't go to Is It For Real, go to... Yeah. yeah, definitely. And if you've gone to like Travelocity, you've gone yeah. to the wrong spot. No. They they had a gnome for their like mascot for a while. Yeah, right? well, yeah. I was reading that, that one of was those did. based on. I guess this whole gnome traveling thing was based on. Was it in France or England that um, people were like stealing garden gnomes and they called themselves like the Garden Gnome Liberation Front or something? Oh, I think <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and they were doing this like as like a massive prank, and then they were like. Per- prosecuted i think because they were like i don't know i don't know um but i think that were real people those gnomes <laughs> yeah, children by gnomes i mean children <laughs> no. um, but then i think that's what it was this big story in whatever country this happened in and then travelocity got onto it and then i assume that's what this reference is from amelie as well but hmm so we learned that um, well, Amelie works with some characters that we're going to see over and over again. Georgina, Georgette, the hypochondriac, yeah, the the head waitress. <laughs> That's what, I don't know her name. I can't yeah, remember like the owner kind the of owner. Or, yeah, there's like that woman with red hair. Um, and then there's like these guys that hang out in the coffee shop, yeah. including Louison. That's not his name, but that's his delicatessen name. He's like He's... jilted lover of yeah. the, the one waitress or owner. Um, or stalker. He, stalker. But he just sits there and harasses her the, the whole time. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. get into that. There's the failed writer um, mm-hmm. who's there all the time. Oh, yeah. Right. And those are the main customers. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And they're just kind so. of permanent like furniture at the restaurant cafe. Um, And then I don't know. My next note is like everybody orgasm scene. There's like so many there. It's so hard to go through. Like there's, yeah, I I tried to kind of um, ground the time there, but what this movie also like focuses on is princess Diana's death. Mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. kind of like a big time marker which is interesting because was that in 97 or 98 it was it's almost like pretty recent for that i was kind of surprised like wow they really like 
into it. Yeah, that that was like had a big impact on her. Yeah, and a lot of people. Yeah, in the well, film. Yes. no, in the film, like there was a couple of different people that seemed to be like very focused on that. Well, it's like and because she died, that's how she discovers this like tile that's loose right. in the box right. in the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to and answer just, your question, yeah. Katie, cans, cans, uh, fifteen people were orgasming at the. Oh the yes, time. that's right, that's right. And then okay, so she looks like with with her mime face, she like looks to the camera and says fifteen people. But is that like? Is she guessing that 15 people yeah. or does she, is she like clairvoyant kind of? I think she's just super. I think this is like, like very observant. The epitome of quirky where yeah. she's just like, yeah, I'm saying 15 people. Cause in my imagination, I pictured all 15 of those different kinds mm-hmm. of orgasms. Uh, ooh. <laughs> and speaking of like quirky and I, Annie did not necessarily agree with me, but I like the biggest lie in this movie is that, that little weirdo of Amelie would not have checked the tile like that. Like I was like, there's no way that's the first time that this weirdo had like touched that tile in her bathroom. <laughs> I just imagine her like, like a little mouse, like all over her apartment at night. But I don't know. Maybe she never noticed it before. I do. Although like this, this movie is, I guess, a love story of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. like that. Like she she's like i like dipping my hands in grains and cracking creme brulee and i don't like boyfriends yeah. um like i thought that was kind of a fun little fun quirky thing about yeah her. yeah i mean do we want to try to do like one of each for like and dislike see for how quirky ourselves yeah oh god i know i brought it up but then i'm like yeah, maybe I mean, maybe instead of what we're wearing at the end we tell each okay. other oh yeah that works. that works yeah that'd be great let's do it okay okay um so she finds the box and she goes so then she's on this journey inside the box is like a photograph and like a trinket trinkets <laughs> right? little knickknacks from the 50s yeah, yeah. and so she's on a mission to find out who it belongs to so she starts with her landlady right in her apartment building her like yeah i don't know 40 year old landlady or like <laughs> she's older than that <laughs> yeah but she's not like no she wasn't the landlady 50 no, years ago. i know she, but I she know. thinks she might have records or know who sure. i had a okay. hard time following that i was confused by that too yeah and she's like i'm she goes on this rambly tangent about her husband <laughs> and it's like it's oh like, yeah you yeah. shouldn't have asked her talk, yeah talking about like stepping the longest conversation right and so she's she's like go ask the grocer who it's spoiler this is basically the tootsie roll commercial <laughs> yeah like, i don't know go ask mr owl, go the, owl. Okay. the world will never Thanks. know <laughs> exactly uh but the grocer uh is super mean that's the first of not many cool. times yeah mm-hmm. this is yeah what a mean grocer i wonder if like grocers had to like you know <laughs> go into hiding after this movie yeah seriously um, or just be nicer <laughs> Well, um, his assistant grocer is quite lovely. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so at least he like ca- cancels them out a little bit. But I know I wasn't sure why make that guy so mean. But yeah. Also, why is he like putting on shows in front of the his grocery store all the time? I don't understand. It's confusing. Brings I think I guess customers. we just, I guess we needed to see her revenge side too. <laughs> I, yeah. I, get, so. I guess. But it's like you either need groceries or you don't. I don't know. Like how yeah. much do you need to like be like, ooh, groceries? Like, right. Yeah. Um, so she goes to uh, the grocer's 
mother's house, which is like his parents are like George Costanza's parents. Yeah. yeah He's senile. Don't <laughs> he's punching holes. I in mean, leaves. I did I, I did like it. their house a lot though. Yeah. Other house also, great. how satisfying would it be to just punch holes through leaves in like magnolia yeah. had, or laurel yeah. or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. But I imagine the magnolia, like the really thick, waxy ones. Yeah. Totally. Mm. I've done it in dry, dry leaves. It's fun. Yeah, you I've could, definitely done hot it Hot tip: you can do that in as an alternative to confetti if you have enough time. Just Aww. take dry leaves and then it's with a hole punch, compostable. Yeah, I like the the feel and destruction of plastic though. Really know that this is going to choke a turtle later. Totally, you know, really love that. Yeah. Please note this podcast does not condone choking turtles. So she gets the name. She finally gets a name, right? Um, Emily, oh, oh, yeah, Dominique, blah, yeah, blah, blah. To, do, yeah, and go then to. she goes to the, the three, the metro. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, but and she meets, yeah, meets but she Nino. knows Nino, she knows him. They used to like hang out. No, she, no. she does not know Nino. I think they oh, just kind of have parallel lives, but they kind of can. I mean, the movie, I think, would have you believe there's like a connection like a spark i suppose uh, but then um, i was confused too i thought connection. they went to school together no but they um, she was homeschooled she was homeschooled and then they're just she going through like they kind of have them together it was like both wanting a sibling and like they just had like very similar right. lives oh. growing up and he was bullied and you know all this. and nino loves to pick up pictures from the bottom of the photo booth that people don't take it took me a while to figure out what he was doing i was like yeah. does he love like gum and who would put <laughs> yeah. gum under there um, <laughs> right does he love like rat poop yeah. right and i was like convinced I like, is he an artist <laughs> like is he is this like an art project or is he like an amateur investigator or ju- it just seems like quirk right like utter quirk yeah just quirk yeah i think utter quirk <laughs> Utter that quirk. was the alternate um, title for this movie. Utter yeah. quirk. <laughs> In French, yeah. quick et <laughs> So then I didn't quite fully understand what was happening with the dad with the garden gnome. He... He found it in the shed, right? Because the mom was like not letting him have it. So, well, he he goes a little nuts. So the mom died. He made this shrine for her in the yard, mm-hmm. and he took oh, the gnome because right. the mom never liked it, and he wanted them to reconcile um, in oh, the afterlife, okay. and that's why he put <laughs> the gnome on top of it. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, what yeah. a weird choice! He, <laughs> like if I die, don't put something I fucking hate on top of my grave <laughs> in hope, hope that we reconcile. Now I know what you dislike. Yep. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Katie dislikes things on her head in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> dislikes. Um, okay. So I'm trying to if you if I'm trying to think of the next like big thing we should. So she goes to several apartments that uh, have the same name as this person she's looking for. Right. Yeah. And like one place is like young a young guy. person. One is like a sexy lady who's going to yeah. like kidnap her. I don't know. Which she's sort of in I mean she's just like I was I'm, yeah I'm I had busy, like a but millisecond maybe. promise of like a lesbian love story and then it was I don't know what that was it was weird yeah. like a tea lady like a high powered tea lady yeah she was like, like in a business suit it's like well, I know I'm here. interested like, in oh, maybe. I, I want to find out what her deal is yeah what's yeah. that totally. movie yeah yeah uh, and then we have like this guy that just died last guy uh, did but it's Fuck like her. that could have been that was him 
Or could it? It wasn't him. No, no because she had the name wrong. Right. Because like the oh, last part right. of the name That's is right. like Tudo, not Duto. And, and so we, the neighbor tells her that the the, the glass, glass man, man the right. the glass. artist dude who's yeah. like bones are really brittle yeah. who is very much into proper pronunciation and i guess that's why he knew that guy's actual name mm-hmm. how did he know that that was happening that he's watching used... everywhere like he's just he's just observing yeah it's like filming everything yeah. fun fact the man that lived in the basement in the other movie uh katie spoiler kept frogs and snails uh in mm. delicatessen and he then he ate his own snail there it was a lot. It was. It's a lot. Um, I it was a moist, just, wet scene. It was a very <laughs> wet environment Oof. that involved snails crawling everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was post-apocalyptic, so he was eating them. As you do in France, I think, and escargot. True. Have you guys ever had escargot? Yeah. Katie, would like you eat it. that? Is that Don't a, believe I have. appropriate for you? Yeah, I count that as vegetarian. Do you eat bugs, Katie? I have eaten like grub worms. I mean, frankly, both of those things are, I've had them at least sauteed in like um, olive oil and garlic. So, you know, saute almost anything in olive oil and garlic. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> it was fine. Is the texture, anyway, we, we don't need to get into that. I'm just curious. I mean, I, I feel like I've most recently had grub worm, which the texture is kind of weird, but like no weirder than like a muscle, you mm, know? Sure. Which sure. I also like. So they really got to yeah. get on the marketing team for that and change the name of Grubworm. <laughs> I know Grubworm. Uh, exactly. Chewy like chums. Land, land muscles. <laughs> chewy chums. <laughs> Try yourself some chewy chums. It'll make your tum tum go yum yum. <laughs> chewy chums. Um. So Amelie. So we we see uh Britado the, with the correct name. The real dude. Yeah. yeah. Is this Nino? No. <laughs> okay. It's no. just some old dude. Some and... old dude. He likes roasting chickens. It's it is interesting because <laughs> you think that I you I feel like I thought the whole movie was gonna be her looking for this guy, but then they kind of solve it pretty quick. And it's just this guy that used to live in the house and then um, Oh right. Because he's yeah. he's just the first part of the step of the mystery because she wouldn't right. have gone to exactly the photo booth. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's all connected. And but then, yeah. man, she like has him find his box by like calling a phone. Like, booth. oh right, that would blow your mind. It <laughs> wow. But it also shows that she is really willing to sort of tempt fate in these sort of efforts True. to get stuff yeah. to people. It's like so many things can go wrong oh. in all of her oh. plans, and like this one as well. Of just like, what if he doesn't stop? Um, oh. you know, absolutely. But I mean. We find out that that's just how she rolls throughout the movie. Uh, So then she like realizes she likes to help people. So she gets gets a rush. We see her like helping a man who's blind across the street. And she like audio describes the world for him. (laughs) Was that guy going to the train station? Was he going to the train station? Is he like okay with going that fast anywhere? (laughs) And then. I also felt like it's like the assumption that this man can't get him. It's like smell the smell the bread. I'm like I'm sure he smelled the bread. Like for yeah. God's sake, like it was it wasn't interesting. It was it felt like my note was like Amelie is manic. Like something's yeah. up with Amelie. Um, yeah, that was I like mean, I think about the bangs. It's like all of it. Yeah, all of it. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, 
pretty impulsive. <laughs> I will um, say because I got her mixed up with Juliet Binoche and Phil, I had kind of your I mean, I should have known this, I guess, from the like title card or the cover of the, the movie. It's just like I didn't ex- I I just I thought everybody kind of had a crush on her. Like that she was sure. kind of this and maybe that was more Audrey Tattoo, but like Amelie was way more like juvenile, impish, like almost sexless to me in this film than I was anticipating. I was like, this I think is an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> like, I guess my question is like, do some people some people dig that sort of like impish girl? This thing? doll kind of thing. Well, wasn't that the whole thing in that the that was it? Season three of Arrested Development, where Charlize Theron oh, um, yeah. plays yeah, with the British accent, same character, but it turns out that she's just sort of yeah, like developmentally it? delayed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the I feel like the premise of that was that she has a British accent, so he couldn't like tell or something. Right. Or, I don't know, but it makes me more feel like almost like um not like Arya from Game of Thrones or something, where it's like remember like when she and Gendry made love and we're like aria like that's how i i will say i mean i know we're getting into it but it's like with the love connection at the end i'm like amelie's too young for like she's only yeah. eight years old like no like it wasn't, well like, she's a grown lady though well and they go out of their way in the beginning to say that she's had a bunch of sex it's right. just that this is how she does it so she's she, it's not like smiling almost <laughs> laughing throughout um right right but yeah anyway i it was just interesting um i okay so i have a note about her stealing the garden gnome but i don't know again about well yeah first we i mean she continues she does set up just because this will affect other things she sets up the hypochondriac lady and then the uh, Mm -hmm. sort of stalk stalker guy by just sort of telling each other that they like each other and that sort of sets them up works Um, like a charm yeah And then we have another scene of the grocer being very mean. And this is where it sort of sets off her revenge, where she copies the key and then sort of slightly adjusts everything in his house. Yeah, to um, kind of drive him like yeah. loony. He, they, we also get like a fake like uh, eulogy um, that sure. she's watching on TV that I feel like introduces the idea that Amelie is not like super happy she's like afraid she's going to die alone. She's afraid she's just going to give like herself like away essentially throughout her life. It seems like. So anyway, at this point, I feel like they're making the case where she kind of wants some friends or like a partner. Friends. Yeah. Um, I have a note that the clown and Georgette end up in the bathroom together and doing it. Really? Doing yeah. It. A lot. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine like at your place to. of work? Like, <laughs> Yeah, there, I mean, I mean, maybe it's France. You know, they've got a more libertine spirit on all of this. Um, but yeah, it's like it's the place where he hangs out all day, and yeah. she works all day, and they're just yeah. <laughs> I think there was like an element of like maybe she had not, you know, she's kind of closed off, so she hadn't probably had sex in a while, and like so it was like she couldn't control herself, which is not exactly a trope. I enjoy of like this woman that just needs basically a good f um but she says when amelie is like you know what do you like you ever notice him and he's like yeah he's like stalking her day and night at this restaurant he's like a misogynist i'm like yes georgette yes <laughs> run <laughs> like, absolutely I mean, that's what it is <laughs> she's not great but it's completely different levels 
of like annoyance. Like he's a stalker and she's just annoying yeah. to be around. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. But yeah. Which I also have know. Then I got confused because I I did have to watch this in two days, and so mm. I was even my note yesterday. I, I wrote Emily. Emily goes into a sex store, yeah. And then like today, I was like, "What's this sex store? Why is this woman dusting so many dildos?" I still so they get dusty. Why did she go into the, the sex store in the first place? Was well, it to give what... back the photo boot? Yeah. Book? Oh, okay. Because that's where he finds the photo book. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where he works. And then like when she's like. When the his coworker is like, oh, he's not here. She's like, well, I'll take the book back then. I'll oh, find right. him somewhere else rather than like leaving the book. It's so <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, I love that they paint Nino as somebody that like works part time at this like <laughs> sex shop, and then part time as a skeleton yeah. <laughs> inside of I've a haunted house. Thoughts of the yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh and like gosh. that's the man that she wants to sleep with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We should also say he is cute. We should also say that one thing that intrigues her about his book is that he has this picture of the same man over and over and over again, who she's convinced is like either his savior or like Mm -hmm. this, like icon or ghost or like a thing. Um, Of course we get into that later, like who he actually is, which I thought was weird. Yeah. So they kind of like both share this mystery. I feel like they, she assumes that Nino is also trying to figure this out. So they kind of, Oh no, it's interesting. Like, it has is. several different yeah. little mysteries throughout the the movie. So um, the next thing I have is like she she arranges for Nino to follow the arrows through the mm-hmm. park and come upon his photo book, including new photos she's added of herself. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, "Do you want to meet me in my tummy?" <laughs> Yeah, like a picture of her my son. flat abs. My flat abs. Um, which he then proceeds to paste all over town, looking. <laughs> oh for my her. gosh! Yeah. Have you seen that... these abs? Oh my gosh! I know. It'd be rough. And she's like embarrassed. It's like, girl, you put the picture of your abs. But also in that likes. Book. I mean, yeah, she likes her little treasure hunts. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what she lives for. <laughs> Uh, she finally gets to get back at the grocer who's been just terribly mean to his like what assistant the entire time and like yeah, yeah calling him mean names and which I just realized at this point that the assistant only has like one arm yeah because I was mm-hmm. like why does he always have his hand in his pocket and then it was oh. like I was mm-hmm. slow to pick this up it's like oh he just has one arm but yeah I did like this this comeback that she gets fed to from the, the sewer underground man. sewer sewer man <laughs> uh, about you'll never be a vegetable even even artichokes have hearts it's like yeah, yeah. as an artichoke lover <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah I really enjoy that as a, we ate as a some insult. tonight you did yeah how so how do we eat them what kind S- steam them I don't know Annie bought a them, whole but... artichoke. Yeah, it's a oh, big thing. Too much artichoke. Steam- oh no, I eat that all the time. I love mm. the steamed artichoke. Steam them and then with mayonnaise with curry powder is how. Oh, like the curry powder. Okay. Yeah, I definitely do favorite. the mayo. Yeah, I steam mine with some garlic and lemon. Oh yes, yeah, so good. Yeah. Anyway, okay, it's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that, but so then the grocer like chokes at home. I why was he choking? These I have so many questions. Well, well because it- she replaced his toothpaste with foot like cream right? yeah but that triggered the first time this right. time it was she had put salt into his like mm. brandy um she oh. was it salt yeah i didn't know if it was salt shorted sand. out one of his like electrical cords which may <laughs> which... have been too far yeah, uh, yeah. he re- replaced like his mother's uh 
automatic dial to like a psych ward. Uh, he is like straight up gaslighting of this man. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's oh, so when he goes to call his mom, that's what happens. Okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I it made it. like also made his shoes too small. And and she, oh, I know. It's which so like, thorough. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And she takes her time in there. She is oh, not yeah. pressed. She's just like... <laughs> calculating man yeah. well he's this gonna could be at be the like grocery a store movie. for a long oh, time yeah. oh there's elements <laughs> to her i mean her smile and eyes are yeah havesy yeah. Cra- crazed clown mime havesy eight-year-old child yeah i'm just I like have... did, did those people decide to make this movie because of the way she looks at a camera like all three-quarter and like leaning in like yeah it is it's well immense. she was a replacement it was supposed to be emily watson who oh, yeah I was like the Harry Potter girl. Yeah, and my Emma Watson. Couchmate was like, that's Emma Watson, you dummy. Um, yeah. And then uh, Emily Watson, she's been in a bunch of British stuff. She was in The Proposition, which is a great movie. And mm-hmm. she's been in tons of other stuff. So uh, Audrey was a last minute replacement where the director like saw a poster of her movie that she was in and she auditioned and pretty much instantly cast her. Mm, yeah. Um, I know I was reading something about Emily Watson. Like she had another movie to do and she doesn't speak any French. It's like, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because I think that's why it's called Amelie. Like the, the title yep, was that's what like, it said. for yeah. Emily Watson. Yeah. Oh, I know. The more you know. Ba-ba-da-bum. Okay. So Amelie goes to the photo booth. With a Zorro <laughs> costume. With a Zorro costume. Does she, she really do? go with a Zorro costume? Oh, she does. She yeah. must. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because then there's flashes. I guess like there's like these flashes of her after she does a prank where like there's flashes of her as Zorro. You know? Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's yeah. a little but bit no. of allusion to her being kind of like a superhero. A little Robin Hood, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. And so she, she, the mystery man from the photos like comes to the booth. Yeah. And I think that's when she she realizes who he is, right? But we don't see so. that yet. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure what tips her off. Maybe his like the wrench and tool belt. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but we but they don't but we don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think she like, sees that and I think he's there at the same time, it seems like every yeah. day or every couple of days mm. to do the maintenance. Um, so she was able to like get that information. Um then we see her do like the love letters to the landlord. Um, so she's yeah. still spreading her like manic pixie dust everywhere. It's kind of um, messed up. That is messed up. But that landlady is very happy. She yeah. is. But yeah, <laughs> Amelie loves to get up in people's business. <laughs> mm. She loves a medal. I love to medal. She yeah. really does. So how? So Nino go, goes to meet her at the mid windmills, mm-hmm. and they have this whole scene where like. So how does he know to meet her there and like these little like lick your finger and the salt and no, she, no, that's her imagination. Te- that's her imagination. Oh, okay. Um, but she also tells she can them, write backwards very well. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But she can't talk to boys really well. And so she mm. has to leave another sort of treasure hunt sort of thing with notes in the pocket. Um right. Yeah. And then he he gets the note and he tries to go back to meet her, but he can't leave the sex toy store. So he has to. Yeah. <laughs> now, and is that the... woman practicing for a, a peep show? Or I didn't she... know what that room was. No, I think was. she's in a real peep show. Oh, okay. Which they have. I've, I've never been to one of these. Um, 
but they're one in like of the back. these. One of these. <laughs> I've been no, um, I have not been to a, a peep show where you have your own booth and you like put coins in and like a door. It's always in movies where like a door comes like a up door and a opens. Dan- a well, dancing and, ladies there. Yeah, and it's really this interesting because it's not quite even a sex shop. Like it's more of like a pornographic, like a video, like a porn video store. She was right? tagging dildos. <laughs> yeah, they it's, tend a, it's to, kind of everything, but they have this it like tends whole to be wall. like a co-business, sort of like a Taco yeah, Bell yes. Pizza Hut sort of thing. I guess, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's not like sugar and ham. Well, that's what I mean. Like... I'm saying like I've been to a lot of sex <laughs> shops, and like it's not usually like a wall of like VHS <laughs> no like, porn, and then that there you, are a lot of you're going stores. to the wrong ones. <laughs> going, yeah, I think sugar is like a very like like sex shop LGBTQ woman plus yeah. friendly so. store, and like. I'm not saying this one is not, but there are some relics certainly in San Diego, like not very far from my house from like, clearly like when this was like a big Navy port, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like one called Lace Girls. And oh, no, like, I, yeah, I drive by that. I've seen Lace yeah, Girls, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's, it's that. Yeah. It's a little oh, bit of that. I've never then, been in there, but I know. Is that what that is? Yes. That's and a bummer to y'all, uh, Baltimoreites, but sugar uh, is no longer there. Yeah. Oh, sad face. Yeah. We're, I don't know if it moved. Um, where do you go to get your sex toys in Baltimore now? I know exactly, um, Katie. <laughs> not sugar. I've not really been to many, but I have like the. It's funny because the the ones that I've been to in the Bay Area are like exactly like sugar. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Not yeah. surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we also get the weird thing, which I'm always annoyed at in movies where I guess the one sort of blonde waitress lady goes with Nino and Audrey finds out about, or sorry, Amelie finds out and she's like, oh, love isn't real. You know, (laughs) I'm yeah. He loves the waitress now. And it's like, no, I knew you would hate you gave her the no. uh, Yeah, it just. Or just so like contrived. talk to anybody about anything, you know, like, come yeah. on. Luckily, it was just a blip. It felt yes. but it was pretty quick. It was pretty quick. Like we didn't need it. But then yeah. like and then in order to like assess whether Nino is like a decent person, the waitress just like has him like complete a bunch of like common phrases or riddles. And she's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you pass the test. I'm like, and then I was like, killers. are those phrases that rhyme in English the same in French? Like some of them seem to rhyme. And I'm like, do they mean the same things exactly? Because it's yeah, like right. a stitch in time saves nine. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> right. Like cheaper yeah. by the dozen. Like it just, I don't know. That was, mm. that was bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Um, but then, long story short, Nino shows up <laughs> at her house. Yeah. Yeah. Did we miss well, after I mean, the? I mean, we skipped the amusement park ride, but. Oh, well, sure, sure, sure. Well, and also that he goes to the, he, he goes to the photo booth and he sees the shoes in there and then he opens it and he sees the repairman, right? Yeah. Okay. So then he's like, oh, my repairman is my my muse is a repairman. <laughs> and it's like, knock him down before you build him back up again. Um, this haunted house ride sure, is yeah. wild. <laughs> like there is a ride in Ocean City like that's called the haunted house. And it's it's a similar like ride through thing. And it's a little like more of like pop out and scare. But like 
I don't know what I would do if I got on like a ride that's on a track and then a man dressed as a skeleton (laughs) is like creeping around your car. It just seems I just couldn't believe that was part of this ride. Here's my question. Is that the instructions from his boss or is he just going above and beyond for his job? Um, I know. That's an important question. And like, does he do that with every car? (laughs) <laughs> like at what point does he get on? At what point does it get off? It just I just couldn't think of anything scarier than does that. Does he it's caress the else. face of everyone? Oh my gosh, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh man. So is that is that what happens? Is that the end? So then they, I just wrote they live happily ever after. Yeah, I mean we have the little video of Mr. Glass that's in her house, um, being like, go get the guy. Um I have like a million more notes. Oh, oh my God. tell us yeah. what. Well, I don't know. I mean, I like. What well, we... yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm kind of like behind. Like, yeah, they they solve the they solve the ghost mystery. I mean, like, I guess we haven't. Like, the father then is going to go on vacation, right? Sure. I guess he's inspired by the gnome um, to go on vacation. It seems like Lucian, who is like the assistant grocer and the glass man, kind of like. Bond, bond and They're friends kinda, yeah yeah they paint together <laughs> his voice right um maybe it was just more i love that the restaurant patrons refer to nino as the guy with the plastic bag and everyone knows who they're talking <laughs> Wait, about what is in this plastic bag i don't know why he's just his, around the things he finds he puts in there maybe his maybe scraps. like the photos yeah yeah. And then, I mean, I I don't know if we've talked about like the glass man, like she's sending the glass man like videos, essentially like memes. <laughs> like she's making like short, she's like recording stuff off TV and sending it to him. I didn't really yeah, understand her plan with him. I think she just liked him and wanted him to see more of the world because he yeah. couldn't get out. And then his, he doesn't have cable. He just has the video camera that videotapes the clock so oh my god never has to reset his watch yeah (laughs) yeah and then at the end he records himself saying go get him because we think we think nino is just going to go away but then he comes back and then yes they ride um their you know motorcycle into the sunset yeah (laughs) is that the end of the movie i think so yeah so i I feel like i need to turn off my Oh, that was Tribian. Oh, good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think Katie. Good. I'm glad you took all those notes. We we did skim some some things off of the uh, the film for sure. Yeah. Um, and Bridget and I just finished the movie like minutes before we started <laughs> yeah, the podcast. So. Well, I think I I think I was honestly just caught back a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of different people that have a lot of different. Mm-hmm endings yeah and it really it all works out except for the couple at the cafe are they broken up yeah she she becomes like a hypochondriac again and he's he's too much and they're like oh yeah they tell him like you gotta back off you can't treat women like that and he's like if you'd let them go they all they'll run away from you and it's like either way you're screwed he's yeah you're not a good man some real bad (laughs) patterns and like yeah yeah um I guess the, and she writes like the failed writer. She writes one of his quotes on the wall that he passes in the morning. Mm. So that's like yeah, he's exciting. doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think he's like fine. He's fine yeah. with it. Were there other questions that we didn't? Uh, question. 
The only one I had from my couch mate was there's the scene early on where Nino starts chasing a guy. Um, and then that's where he loses like his picture book. And we couldn't figure it out. We've got a guess of who it was, but we just, we were very confused that like, who is he chasing there? I was really confused with that part too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I just wrote that he was running and dropped his book. So we assume it was sort of the mystery man slash repair man that he saw. Probably. But it's just, we didn't notice. Oh, Um, maybe. That would be. Oh yeah. That guy was going so fast. (laughs) So fast. And then he like got in a car and he was like going so fast or a bicycle. I don't know. Get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if you're, if you have a lot of repairs to do on a lot of um mm-hmm. photo booths, then you probably would be in a hurry. Yeah. Guess so. Yeah. All right. How about Hummers, Boomers, Hummers and Doomers? Uh, I will choose and I will choose first to do Boomers. Boomers. <laughs> What is having you make boomers in this movie? <laughs> um, I think um, my boomer will just be, um, I'll make the grocer my bummer. Yeah. I, I just think he's so mean. And I'm glad so there was this like thing that got back at him. But like in the other movie too, there's just some really mean people. <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all so mean? What are you so mad about? Like, you have yeah. a grocery store. You're doing okay. You clearly hired this person to work with you. Mm-hmm. Why are you so insensitive to who he is as a person? Um, yeah, people like the assistant. And people you know. like the assistant, and it's like you have to sell things to customers. And if you're a jerk, why are they going to want to buy stuff from you? Yeah. So I'll make him my bummer. Uh, mine. And we mentioned it before, so I won't go into it too far. It's that Amelie loses faith in love of just that, oh, I saw this snippet of information and mm. it's going to do a third act sort of falling out of love sort of thing. It's, it's just in so many movies. I did like that this was so brief, but I just feel of all the people that it wouldn't have happened to, it wouldn't have really happened to Amelie. But yeah, I don't know. It was resolved quick, so it was a minor bummer, but a yeah. bummer nonetheless. Um, my bummer might be a little bit of, um, tapping into Bridget's as well, but it's, um, it's just, it's this style of film and it's, it, this is where it departs from Wes Anderson, maybe where it is such heightened, like close-ups on people's faces and emotions and like awkwardness of like, ah, ah, ah. like, um, like for instance, when they say that joke about how even artichokes has, have hearts, like there's close up on people <laughs> laughing like just maybe you shouldn't uh, see delicatessen unbelievably <laughs> yeah like it's a style of film that i understand like it's almost like vaudevillian and like i understand sure. what it's trying to do but i've never much cared for it like that just hyper it almost well, is monkeys did up. it a lot i think yeah, yeah it's just like, terry gilliam, like, it's yeah. Just, yeah terry gilliam does it too and it's just like a close-up it's mm-hmm. very crazed mm-hmm. um and i think it's supposed to be very quirky um mm-hmm. but to me it comes off as just like grading so yeah yeah that was a, yeah. that was a bummer um how about what is damer <laughs> i i can i i can start i was i should have picked this as my bummer but i'm gonna kind of i forgot i wanted to talk about it which was 
Brecha Doe's memory of finally like winning the marbles. Um, <laughs> Too many marbles. Too many marbles. I couldn't tell what with so him was I a good think, memory or a bad memory. Right. So maybe it is dumb that he tried to take all of those marbles all at once. But like, is this where the expression losing your marbles comes from? Ooh. Not this movie, but this idea you of lost like your marbles. Because he lost his marbles, like he he. And I don't even know if we're allowed to say that. It's if it's sensitive or not, but the he had you know he had very sensitive like 1930s pockets, and he shoved so many marbles in there, and he had to do it so quickly. Um, so it was kind of a bummer, more, but also a little dumb that he tried to take all of those. And his teacher was dumb and mean. It's over those kids. Yeah. So I'll just. I just want to talk about that as a memory of like, also like, what is that hole in the ground that you're playing marbles in? Is that a thing that the playground has? That's what they has? did back in the day. Or did you have to like just find? Oh a my hole? gosh, yeah, that, that or stuff like those marbles in it. Marble hole. Uh, are you looking up the origin of losing your? I'm marbles? trying to, but he I went also to. in that flashback he um, has like this good memory of spying on his aunt naked. Oh yeah, and he's like, like my mm, aunt without no her dress thanks. on. Yeah, yikes. Or maybe he just called, mm, you know. I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be like innocent, like, oh, you're not ne- my nephew. Like, oh, <laughs> um, no thanks. Yeah. Um, I think my dumber is more of just this trope that I really dislike. Um, uh, my dumber is like the stuffed dog that they have mm. in that house. Oh yeah, that they, the like, taxidermy dog. The ta- yeah, yeah, the taxidermy dog. And I think that's another like quirky thing that filmmakers like love to put like, or even like something about Mary. Like people love to just like put like tiny little dogs or dogs in general in these like weird, I don't know, poses like. Poses, yeah, just like awkward and like I mean it even reminds me of like National Lampoons. Like there's just like a real indifference to animals sometimes that's like Mm -hmm. played for laughs that like I don't know. I'm not a fan of. I don't need it. Yeah. Word. Um my dumber and from what I could research, it sounded like it is from the game of marbles of just how you look (laughs) sort of sad and crazy when you (laughs) can't find your marbles. Yeah. It was like eight paragraphs to just tell yeah. me the one <laughs> sentence I needed. So um, you may want to research that one on your own. Okay. Uh, my dumber is going to be, there's a scene where she steals the gnome and then misses her train back and mm. then just chooses to sleep in a photo booth um, all night, <laughs> Yeah, which just seems like, I don't know, plan F or yeah, like totally. not plan B. Right. Uh, of just there had to be some other option just go back sleep in your dad's house um <laughs> right not in this photo booth <laughs> in like a closed train station yeah yeah it yeah. wasn't very well thought out um how about no. <laughs> amelie does not think things out <laughs> no how unless about... it's revenge and uh treasure hunts right and then she really thinks it out yeah too know. much how about hemers hemers <laughs> Um, mine is going to be a general, or did you have one? No, I was just being French. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Mine is the general sort of nature of this film. Um, and I sort of mentioned the phrase earlier, but the manic pixie dream girl, Mm -hmm. um, which you could say that sort of 
Amelie is, but it's really, and usually these movies are at some like lawyer that's sort of bummed out. And so this crazy zany girl like comes and lifts his spirit, mm. but it's all about this dour guy. And this is sort of the opposite of that. Yeah. It's this zany girl, you know, or woman. And this movie is really about him, even though there's this other sort of manic pixie guy, but it's not Dream really boy. about him. Dream <laughs> boy. Uh, but it really is about her and her sort of you know imagination and stuff like that and which all those other movies would be much more interesting if it followed this Mm. interesting character rather than just being sort of the catalyst um for this boring dude and so i I like the sort of flipping that um yeah Hmm. yeah that's a really good point that's a really good homer um I mine is a little bit of just like a overarching animal um hummer and I'm kind of just sneakily sneaking to and so I don't know if you guys um notice like those like those paintings of like animals and people with eyes like yeah. oh yeah the background yeah are wild like I couldn't <laughs> I know that's like a famous artist but I was like of course that's what Amelie has in her house um but then like when they're going through and I can't remember when it is because it's a little frenetic but when they're going through people's um hates and likes they do a cat and one of the things that the cat likes is overhearing children's stories and you just see him in the doorway like "Mm -hmm," like a silhouette just like there just listening oh it's so fun it's so cute that is so adorable yeah um yeah i i'm gonna keep the cycle of just kind of like the overarching themes but the this movie and the other movie definitely just had such rich color um mm. and the yeah. color stories are so beautiful like those monochromatic rooms and there's like at one point the diner looks super green and i was like well, this is the diner green all the time but it was like everybody was wearing green shirts and green clothing mm. and there was like a green tint and so um Amelie's apartment everybody's place has these like interesting color schemes so I just think the way they play with color is so exciting and so and it was in the other movie too even though the other movie was <laughs> oh dark and brown and, and dirty brown. but and the apartments had some of the apartments had yeah. yeah colors in them so yeah I think that's my my helmet <laughs> Um, should we talk about our likes and dislikes? Let's talk about, <laughs> Let's talk about, our, about likes our likes and, and dislikes. dislikes. <laughs> so are we saying our own or are we giving each other their likes and dis- dislikes? I thought let's give our own because we I don't know. We okay. know the yeah. <laughs> we know our own likes and dislikes. Sure. This is like for real, right? Is yeah, it? for real ones. Yeah, for real. Um for real ones. Well, my, Say it like well, Katie likes. Oh yeah. Um yeah, so just and one, right? Narrator, so Katie, narrator Katie voice. okay, right. <laughs> Katie likes hoods of any kind. <laughs> Katie <And> dislikes. <laughs> oh God, just hoods. God damn it, not of any kind. Just like clothing, hoods for clothing. Forget it. I don't even know why I agree to play. Um, <laughs> and dislikes um, the this moment. <laughs> Jeez. Uh dis oh I went sex with it. Sorry. I thought you meant never mind. Oh. Isn't that like a hood on a penis? No? Does that no, I, I wasn't thinking that. Uh. Or Wait, what were you? Th- it's a tiebreaker. What were you thinking? Great. Richard? Oh well, you guys were thinking. Right. Yeah. You that's guys what I was were thinking, thinking yeah. KKK. Which of course, I don't like. I was thinking more. Were you of- thinking of a clitoral hood? Yep. Take it back. You can like that. I do like. <laughs> uh, I like certain hoods. You can but like. Clearly, I don't hoods. like other hoods. God. 
What I don't like is um, what I would term like non-consensual, like comedy or stand-up or performance, like on a Southwest flight or on the way to go whitewater rafting. Yeah. No option, but to hear Mm. people spiel and then, oh, you're just disgusting. Like you have to laugh at it. And oh, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. But I'm mentioning it because I I think other people are totally nonplussed by it. And I just can't Some people like that a lot. And that drives me even madder. Like I can't. Yeah. I think I love how much the people hate it. Like I, yeah. Some people really like it though. And you can hear them just like laughing. Oh man. Oh, they're just so stoked stoked about it. we're just almost gonna land in you know whatever airport and they just can't believe that this person <laughs> has made this pun and, oh. and then somebody's gonna be like that person should be a combined <laughs> yeah i can't i like can't handle it uh-huh. uh bridget likes when dogs curl up into cinnamon buns oh, in, yeah. in the crook of her knee <laughs> <laughs> and Bridget dislikes. Oh, I dislike so many things. Uh, Bridget dislikes sandwiches that have been sitting in an airport, like convenience store, getting yeah. soggy and stale. Mm, yeah. Um. Let's see. Let me get my narrator voice. Um. <laughs> Philip likes when song lyrics are unintentionally spoken out in normal everyday speech, and he continued to to say the lyrics in his head. But (laughs) Philip dislikes when there is an unintentional crunch in his food, like, say, a cabbage mixed in with his uh, taco meat. It's like a betrayal from the food he is eating. You are very sensitive to that. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> Fucking hate it. An unintentional crunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An unexpected. Even if, if you I know, know it's, it's cabbage. What? Well, no, I hate cabbage like, anyways. Like, if it's like sand, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, it's like into a grain of sand. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. You know, cilantro sometimes is like weirdly sandy. Do you all have mm. this issue that you've, you've no. some of it? Like you have to you have to soak it, but sometimes I don't know where it's from. That mm. sometimes the beach, it's just beach it's very, cilantro. Yeah, yeah, beach cilantro. It's just very gritty. It's just like yeah. oh god, yeah, mm. like a Philadelphia mascot. Yeah. Uh alors, alors, uh, il c'est dans <laughs> pour. Uh, I don't know. Decide for de vrai. Um, so I chose this. So I'll go first. I oh, wow. I I okay. I did like this movie. Oh I like, wow. Sorry, I'm just interested. Go ahead. I was I like you're blowing my mind with this. Go ahead. Oh my god! Already, I didn't even say anything. I thought you were doing this dance to just like like you were going to just say it was the realest ever. So go ahead. I'm so fascinated oh. what you're going to say. Oh, yeah. No, I liked this movie mm-hmm. and I think I think it's I think it's really creative and fun storytelling. I think it's a beautiful love letter to France and Paris and Montmartre. I think um it's it's definitely like I don't I don't it's just it's a lot. I think mm-hmm. from watching this podcast it's a lot, but I think I would if I wasn't watching this for the podcast, I would have enjoyed it in a different way. And I, I guess I'm going to say, I think it's for real. I don't have any reason to not. Um, sure. There's like 
strange things about it, but I, I, I can't say like, you know what, instead of watching this, go watch that. Um, I wouldn't say right. go watch Delicatessen. So <laughs> watch this one. Yeah. It's, it's charming. It's cute. I, I think, I think I'm almost like overwhelmed by the amount of detail that goes into mm-hmm. developing every character and every story arc. And it's, it just almost doesn't even fit in in the span of this movie. So because of that, I'll say it's for real. It is a particularly hard movie, as you've stated, to to um, watch with subtitles and try to do anything but watch it. Like mm-hmm. when I think to Run Lola Run, like there was just a lot of movement. There's not a ton of dialogue. Keep running. <laughs> right. Go faster. Exactly. Uh, and then Lucia Il Sexo, there's not, there's just like a lot of time and scenes that there's no dialogue. Um, so this one, it was dialogue heavy and the edits were so quick. Um, so I'm going to say that this movie is for real. I, it is not my cup of tea, but I already kind of said why. Like the aesthetic itself is just, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, and the, But then I also think that like when I compared it to Wes Anderson, like I do really love a lot of Wes Anderson movies, but even those like sometimes there's just like, they're almost doing an impression of Wes Anderson movies. Like I kind of, it's like, I get yeah. it. So I think part of it is it's just, I've seen it before, but probably when this came out, no one had, you know, like it was really like, I think- groundbreaking and new and um it's such a beautiful movie to watch um the only thing that really bothered me was this whole amelie like i i didn't understand that we were rooting for her as like a love interest protagonist and when that came about i was like oh huh i'm really having a hard time cramming that into my head um but otherwise i think that was probably just me but yeah otherwise it's i can totally see why everybody loved it and it's just a, a classic film so for real um yeah it's for real for me i think i do like this sort of quirky and weird movie more than y'all do and i actually would recommend delicatessen i I enjoyed that one as well um (laughs) and it was a very hard one to watch while taking notes i don't recommend doing that you're you're just gonna miss a lot Mm -hmm. um but no i i I really enjoyed it. I love the colors. I love sort of all the connections. Um, I loved her sense of revenge um, <laughs> and just her quirkiness. I think Audrey tattooed one day. I'll learn how to pronounce her last name. Did an amazing job. She's great. Yeah, in this. She really did. Um, I don't think they completely stuck the landing um, of the just sort of the love story at the end. Like I said, it was just like, yeah, when they're kissing each other at the end, it's like too soon. Like, yeah, not so much that she's a child, but it's just like, yeah, it just don't. Or it, I don't think you should j- be jumping into this relationship so fast. But maybe they're just two quirky cats, and it's meant to be. Um, but no, it's it was for real for me. Yeah, mm. and as you said, Bridget, there's there's nothing else that you would say. Oh, don't see this. Go see that. Which is right. like a requirement for me a lot of times in these right totally things so no see this one <clears throat> i'd like to give a a, a shout out and a joyeux anniversaire to our uh, art director jeffrey s mm. i can see behind yes um, yeah who is having a birthday today oh my god and um he guilted me into watching <laughs> delicatessen <laughs> by saying it's my birthday week nice um, good job jeff 
because I was going to pick the triplets of Belleville and make oh, you guys yeah. watch that because I was thinking that, but I guess there's not a, di- a lot of dialogue in that, but I was like, that would have been easier. <laughs> I think um, there's like no dialogue. <laughs> I also like- tried to pick the French version of Three Men and a Baby, oh, um, yeah. which we had talked about and I thought we could have done a comparison, but that was, that was when Amelie was not available. Right, but, right, right. Um, it is available. So happy birthday, Jeff. Oh my Jeff God, happy Fest. birthday, Jeff. Yeah, happy birthday, Jeff. Yeah, you make us gorgeous illustrations for our mm-hmm. podcast. So happy birthday. And here is my song for the week. guys know why i picked that because you think amelie's a psycho killer she kind of is she kind of has like this like harley quinn is that her name yeah harley Uh, quinn that's a person's name yeah well like she kind of has that going on this like or i'll never watch it but there's like a horror movie japanese horror movie called audition um, oh yeah that um yeah yeah it's is it like is it like Amelie? well it's this it's this sort of it's unassuming like woman. woman i know the oh. plot of it and then like halfway through spoilers uh it turns out she is a super sadistic uh like serial killer yeah so yeah cool well <laughs> cool. yeah also i think she's a psycho killer and there's french in that song so yeah it's perfect it's like really yeah <laughs> That's why. Um, merci beaucoup, Andy. Yeah. Go follow her Instagram. Yeah, pre- thank you so much. Pret a voyager. You'll enjoy all of her French musings. If you like Emily in Paris, you'll love Pret a voyager more. That's my endorsement. Ooh, um, wonderful. Anne in Paris. Uh, and this uh, it concludes <laughs> the French. Ah, sorry, not French. What <laughs> foreign film? February. February. Yeah. Fin. 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 Get it? Fin. F-I-N. Period. <laughs> um, and uh we'll go back to watching non-foreign films and being the Americans that we are, you guys, yeah. next month <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh a biento. Au revoir. A tutelo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. And we give our stamp of Curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now. 